Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. Beautiful late spring day here in New York. I'm sure you hear the sound of sirens. I'm in Manhattan. Um, a lot of hay fever, which is how this chat begins with the mighty Fred Cook, great Irish comic, uh, co-parent of uh, the newborn Ted with Julie J, previous guest of the podcast. Uh, Fred and I, I go way back with Fred. In fact, he was he has some memories of just after 9-11. I didn't even realize we knew each other that long. It's crazy. Um, Fred, uh, very unique style of comedy. Although we, we, we talk, this, this episode is really about being a new dad um, and also um, going, you know, he's getting married in December, but he's marrying another comic similar to me. So we, we get into that. A lot of relationship advice. And uh, a little bit of comedy nostalgia. Every now and then we get distracted by some memory from our comedy lives together. Um, for our American listeners, I try to make a sense of references that I know perhaps won't make sense to you uh, in the episode. But if I forgot a couple of times, I do apologize. I still think it's going to be super funny and entertaining for you. Fred is such a naturally funny guy. Uh, in more recent times, he's been well known for being the uh, the sort of MC of the Tommy Tiernan show. He got some notoriety from doing the spar ads and uh, does some funny songs. Oh, of course, he was on Dancing with the Stars, uh, and he had my he had my partner Julia. So that's our other connection. But we don't we don't talk about that actually. So, needless to say, you don't need me to say anything more. Thanks so much for everybody that leaves reviews. We always love them. Spread the word. And uh, I'll talk to you at the end of the app. Fred, let's begin on that. <laughs> in, in New York, I can't, I can't speak for Ireland, but in New York, uh, this has been the worst hay fever season I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah, yeah. Are you getting it? Are you getting that feeling on your nose? Got my feeling I- in my nose, but I also, do you ever get the pollen on the back of your throat? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a big deal yeah. now because now if you start packing, <laughs> people are like looking at you like, oh my God, he's got the Rona. I thought he got two yeah, doses yeah, of the yeah. Pfizer. I thought he had two doses of the Pfizer and now he's got the fucking Corona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened to me on stage last night, which I'm not trying to, Okay, I'm not yeah, boasting. Yeah. I'm not boasting that we're back to normal here, Fred. But I was on stage last night and towards the end of my set, I started to get that tickle in the back of my throat and I was just like holding it off like yeah. desperate and luckily I, I got off stage and then this woman came up to me in the hallway right afterwards to talk to me and i, I could hardly speak like it was so bad yeah so i, yeah. I just got away with it <laughs> you're confident in front of everyone absolutely yeah that, that covid panic that uh but look you know i think i was I'm pretty okay with that as well i've had a few chesty coughs down the last year uh but Generally, it was it was fine, but this has gone straight to the nose and sneezing. So I think you can. I'm jealous. I'm jealous, but happy for you when I see uh, see pictures of you gigging in New York. <laughs> I know. What are you more jealous of? Is it is it the, the the pictures on the beach or the pictures at comedy shows? Which the whole lot. More... The whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> no one so, wants to go. Like, a, so let I, me ask you this: Do you sneeze into your elbow? or Do you still sneeze into your hand? I've got look at this. Got this right here. <laughs> <laughs> that's bog roll for our. That's bog roll for our listeners. That's toilet uh, yeah, paper yeah. for the Americans. <laughs> and this is I all have, we have for the week, Julie. This is all we have for the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, but have you changed? Are you, are you an elbow sneezer now, or do you still sneeze in your hands? Oh, I still sneeze into my hands. And yeah, so my- you're a fucking relic. You're a throwback. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. You, you I would can't never, get rid of good habits. I would never suffer the indignity of being seen sneezing into my hands in the COVID era. <laughs> the, the, that's just a behavior that's had to change, uh-huh. you know? Like, like many things that men have had to adapt to in this world, sneezing into our elbow is, is humanity's evolution. Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. When I never had the time to, I never did t- <laughs> the time to get my T-shirt and go like that. You know what I mean? So, or <laughs> so anyway, Fred, or finding a finding an area where there's no one. You know, I remember like in secondary school as well. Like we're just so packed with lads like myself. When you do have to sneeze, you know, it is down into the hands and elbow. There's nowhere to escape. It was left and right. There's a guy to your left or right. So it's just it's either sneeze up or to your hands. Like I think. Have you had? See, because Ireland hasn't been open that often throughout the pandemic, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 I noticed the comedian was talking about this. I can't remember who it was. I think it may have been Nate Bargatze. I, 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 but, but I had, I had joked about it already to like my friends. Had you during the pandemic? Had you had the, uh, the situation where you you're in like a public place and you swallow something and it hits the wrong pipe, and suddenly <laughs> like and. Uh, and like that used to just be like, yeah, wrong pipers. Now it's like, it's yeah, not COVID, yeah. everybody. It's a wrong pipe. It's not COVID. <laughs> I've had moments. <laughs> I've been driving and uh, like my partner, Julie, was in the passenger seat. But I would cough and like straight away, like joking, she'd go, I knew it. I knew it. You have it. <laughs> and believe me, I'd be, I'd be delighted to lock myself up for two weeks on my own. You know what I mean? If I had to, like, I'd, be, I'd be the first up. Oh, I have it. Don't come near me. Give me two weeks off. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd have a little, I'd create a little gap between the floor and the door so you can slide the food into me there. I'm fine. I'll be fine in two weeks. Bring it in. Bring in the food. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Just FaceTime all your mates. Get caught up with everybody, you know? (laughs) Do some videos. One of the laughs I'm getting on stage since I went back, one of my COVID laughs is, so I, I joke a little about having cancer a bit. I brought back some of my cancer material because I ended up getting vaccinated early because I had cancer. They opened it up to all the cancer survivors. So one of my jokes is, you know, it's very hard to describe to people how it feels to feel a lump and think like, oh my God, yeah. like that could be something very serious. I'm not going to do anything about that. I'm going to pretend that I didn't feel that. Uh but now I can explain it to you because how many people here had like a tickly cough or a hot head or, uh, you know, uh, chills and thought, hmm, I'm not going to tell anybody about that because, <laughs> you know, I'll just yeah. wait. I'll just wait and see if anybody got COVID around me. And if exactly. Yeah. Nobody yeah. gets COVID over the next two weeks. I'm going to assume that I don't have COVID, but I'm not going for a test because I'm too fucking busy this week to yeah. isolate for two weeks. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and, and the thing is that. I did that as an improv one night, but then everybody laughed. So I was like, okay, so we've all, we've all ignored a symptom of, or two over the last year, depending on the time of year. I mean, if you're really busy yeah. and you think I'd love a two week off, then you just fucking go for a test and hope you have it. You know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, uh, I had, uh, no, it's just quite a, it's quite a, it's darkly, but funny. And it never, it never happened. I had a bite. I found a bite, uh, on the right, right side of my penis. And uh, I was quite worried about it. And I was doing Dance with the Stars at the time. So oh, I said, really? I'll, I'll give it a week. Because <laughs> 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 I was so busy with the promotion and stuff. I didn't have yeah. time. I was kind of worried about it. And uh, But uh, I said, I go to the doctor and I had that Monday off. And I, uh, But the Monday I checked, it was gone. It was gone. But like, I'm just thinking, thank God I checked. <laughs> thank God. But it was just an so insect bite? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was just uh, it was around a, uh, yeah. I think you know uh, to be slightly more graphic about it. I just think yeah, I probably went to bed that night with no pants on and got a, and got a bed bite. Uh, you, know, so, uh, <laughs> you got non consensual. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um like about four or five years. You know the ticks. The ticks are really bad in the states, like especially yeah, out yeah. where I spend in my summers. So one time I like. I'm going for a piss or whatever, and I notice that it looks like two, like almost like blood blisters. Like you know when you get like a blood yeah. blister on your finger, two very small. I was like, oh, here we go. This is it. Finally, I got the fucking, I got the STD. You know, I was like, I was googling like, I was googling like fucking blood blister. Oh, like penis, never googled. You know? <laughs> never googled. Oh my god. Never. So googled. I was like, fuck, man, what is this? And then that night, like, so literally, that was like that was like twelve o'clock. Then that yeah. night, before I had to go to bed, I look. 
and they're fucking bigger. But yeah. I also kind of yeah. noticed like, oh, they're a bit separate. So suddenly I realized it's two fucking ticks. Yeah. Two yeah. ticks burrowed into my, my, my fucking penis. Yeah, yeah. And I pulled them off. They came out fully. They were both still alive. Yeah, yeah. Well, no way. No yeah. way. <laughs> wow. Fucking dude, oh I God. was freaking out. I hope this isn't too graphic for our, for our listeners. But then, of course, I Googled that, yeah, and it's yeah, very common. Yeah. It's very yeah. common. Ticks like the, the groin area. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere, anywhere that doesn't get air. Yeah, you know warm, I mean? and, like, so, warm uh, and moist, like an Edinburgh venue. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised these Edinburgh venues are fucking full of ticks. I know, yeah. <laughs> no air. <laughs> so anyway, Fred, I'll tell you why I was thinking of having you on. Well, I mean, I was having you on anyway because I need a fucking guest and you could crack. But, uh, I mean, we can talk about many things, but I was thinking that you're, you're, you're living. Are you guys married or not? No, we're getting we're getting married on the eleventh of December. Oh, in, in congratulations! Dinkle. Yeah, we've we've uh, you've we've done it our ways. You've done it our ways, of course. <laughs> was that Eric Lawler's joke that uh, he had a child, he got married, and he's going to have his first date next week? <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely. So, so 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 Fred is married to Julie J, who's been a guest on this podcast. Was a engaged, frequent guest engaged. on on yeah, the shift. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And so, congratulations to you as well. I'm oh, delighted. thank you, thank you yeah. very much. But you know, she's a comic. So now we have that in common. We're both engaged to comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the two things, I, the main two things I wanted to talk to you about, and you can choose the order. You're a new dad. Yeah. Right? And, and also you're, 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 you're living with a comic. So these are two things that I, I, I'm very interested in having. You know, how old is your, your child now? He's, he's, he's around eight months and a week, I'd say, yeah. So. Wow. So you've had that strange blessing of having nothing – but time to spend with your newborn. Completely. That's kind yeah, of a beautiful yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. We were so, but there's a, there's a funny thing as well. I felt that uh, because at one stage it was just Ted, Julie, and I, it was just three of us in the house, and he must have looked at us as parents going, these people don't have jobs. They <laughs> 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 were like, we don't, we're like the cast of friends. Like we're always in the house, but not doing anything. You know what I mean? Like we're just, <laughs> like we never work. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going from one room to the other. Could I be any more sarcastic right now? You know, and, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but that was that. So it was. Uh, so I, I genuinely feel like like it's been it's been such an emotional year for me. Anyway, do you know what I mean? Like uh, COVID or no COVID. Uh, but even with it, like there was. Uh, I, I was saying as well that with Julie as well that uh, I still worry like we're, like he's he's very alert which is great he's a wonderful sleeper and my neighbors I don't even talk about that too much because you know they'll get jealous yeah it is like oh yeah, they they fucking sleep like an hour a night and you're coming in all rested talking oh about my your wonderful God. sleeper yeah exactly yeah now uh, but but at the same time I do feel like uh, I've never had to get up since i met you in ucd like years ago that's the only time i really had to get up for lectures and stuff or and and then when i went full-time into stand-up uh since that period until now i've had my son i think for those it's probably around 16 years i think i slept for those 15 years <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I, like i i hibernated for 16 years and i've just woke up now like since 2000 and you know uh since since i've gone full-time into comedy like i've just i used to get up at two and be proud of myself hey i'm doing good uh, this is a start today or because well, I, I have that, a i have a daddy's body clock so how has that been for you because I, I i wake up like as if i have a child even though exactly, i don't have yeah 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 well it is i can't have a lion my body won't allow it you know it's uh when i was doing it when i was doing it at the tommy Tiernan show uh like you might have it uh, we weren't we weren't on set till half four, so I I said, "Oh great, I got a lion! I can't wait! I haven't had this in months." And uh, I'd I'd wake up at half seven because my body wouldn't wouldn't allow me to go back to sleep. Do you know what I mean? Because you you have that naturally. You have that. Yeah, naturally. always. It's been I had cursed. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 how has that been? So like you know what? Because I, I, obviously you haven't been back on stage yet, right? So no, no. When you get back on stage, I feel like a lot of this having a child stuff is going to pour out of you. Like what, what has yeah. been your, what has been your thoughts funny or not funny about the whole experience? Like, was that tough to waking up stuff? Uh, initially it was, uh, but uh, once uh, I, I got used to it, it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. In fact, he's, he's so on, he's so on cue. It's like half seven. You can, uh, you know, you can hear him smiling and uh, it, you can, you can see him smiling. We start the day. It's great. And, uh, but uh 
Oh, yeah, it's no, like, it'll be interesting now going back on stage. I definitely won't be. I love gigging uh, and I love touring, but I, I don't know if I'll be doing it as much as I used to. pre Oh, right. Okay. Time-wise, time-wise, because time-wise, I don't know if I, I can do it, you know. But, uh, so it's, uh, I think doing, doing, doing an Irish tour, it'll probably be like two months. That's it. Thursday, Friday, Saturday for two months. And that's it. You know what I mean? Like, so, and a few work in progresses and. So, but you know, I was, so, so, I thought, so Ted was born in COVID, right? He was, yeah. He was born on the, on September the 12th and he just got over September the 11th. <laughs> he just got, he didn't want to be born on an infamous day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I always pictured him having a birthday party for September the 11th. I mean, it's like, oh, listen for a minute, silence for our neighbor here. <laughs> he always ruins the buzz. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Because I remember that I remember that in, in UCD, you know, around that time, uh, you were gigging in the Astro Hall. It was maybe a week after. And oh, really? I was very, yeah, I was very sensitive to you. Hi, Desi. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know, but yeah, at the time, like you know, I was like, oh, Desi. yeah. I mean, my memory of that time was just like that. Irish people were just not as like, you know, like I, I remember being on the dart at that time and hearing some people being like, well, you know, America deserves it, really. I mean, you know, yeah, they do this yeah, to other yeah. countries, and I was just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> No, so so so, but you were were you able to be in the room and everything? Oh yeah, there and was no was, COVID restrictions for the no for the birth? no. I think I actually think if I'm right, just just you know the you know the the, the councillor TD Joan Burton. Irish. Yeah. Uh, actually, not Joan Burton. Joan Collins, maybe she's the she's just uh, she's just yeah she's out in Blanchestown, right? Well, absolutely, yeah, yeah. She she put forward this thing to the Senate to allow uh, to allow their partners into uh, into the hospital, and it, for that week, for that week, partners are allowed in. Do you know what I mean? And I just got so lucky with it that uh, because you know because you know months before that I was hanging out in car parks for two hours <laughs> waiting for her to come out of her. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate that. I hate waiting for information. You know what I mean? Like just uh, like I know because it's tough enough. I th- I feel like the early part of 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 a uh, infancy, the dad is very much a support player, right? The mother is the exactly. most important person. It doesn't help then if you're literally out in the fucking car park like you're the driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so you, you, you're completely sidelined out there. <laughs> exactly. So you were in there. It, so you were in there for the big. Yeah, yeah, and it was so. I was the first one he seen, and uh, so it was three a.m. Uh, 3 a.m. in the morning so uh, like it's incredible energy of the midwives you know what I mean like to be to be so honest that time in the morning and I didn't know what to do like I was like <laughs> <laughs> do you know at one stage they're like why don't you make the like they're trying to get me involved knowing that I couldn't do anything <laughs> they're like Brad you're doing they actually said to me they go, you're doing great why don't you get the water for Julie you can get the water and I was like yeah I'll do, yeah I'll do that Hey, look, we're having a kid. <laughs> I didn't know what to be at. So I was doing accounting for the contractions. One thousand, two thousand, three. And I was like, oh, it's not helping. And uh, <laughs> thankfully, was 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 there was there any painkiller involved, or what? What's the what was? Uh, Julie had an epidural. Epidural, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, and so it was. <laughs> so it was, uh, but I, I often wonder because he's. he's you you see more of his character every day and uh and i think like part of my dna is in that child and part of julie's dna is in that child but we're only working out now which bits are which you know what i mean i see part of i see part of julie's character in him and part of mine a lot he sleeps he loves to sleep so that's coming from me right? and uh, but uh, i I do know that I often wonder that because Julie in the leaving cert, she got, I think she got like 400 points more than me. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say 400 points is not that good, but 400. (laughs) (laughs) So we're hoping, you know, he's on the intelligent side of Julie. And Julie didn't even do that well in the leaving cert. (laughs) (laughs) You must have did all right. You got into UCD. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did fine. So, uh, just because I, you know, I actually haven't, I haven't talked to many comics or anybody really about the details of being in the room. So, like, what, what else do you have to do? Like, what yeah, happens oh, when the when the big moment happens? What's what's going on? You're just there. You just have to be there. There's nothing. And when you, when when he's born, now this this is the gas thing as well. Because when when he was born, uh, he was he had this. Uh, Julie had this gestational diabetes, 
which is quite common. You know, it can happen right. when when and uh, so uh, he was so he was sent straight up to the uh, the uh, I forget what you call it, like the incubator upstairs. And right. Like we had him for like we had him for half an hour. I got a few pictures. Then he was sent straight up to the to the incubators upstairs, and then uh, which gave you time I, to gave you time to post them on social like, yeah, media. Yeah, you know, <laughs> get it up. I mean, he likes you, Julie. Twenty six. Great. I'm I'm thirty seven. Fantastic. And, uh, <laughs> the competition starts. It starts. It, you, you're like who who does the baby like more, and who got more yeah. likes? <laughs> Hey, I should do more of these baby shots. My followers are. Oh, Woo! that's a fact, bro. I mean, come on. What's the point of having a baby if you can't take advantage on social media? Hmm. And then we went up to the the the, the, the prenatal ward. That's what it is. And oh, uh, right. And I forgot because there's a slight for any baby who, who comes from gestational diabetes. There's a kind of an, a slight insulin dependency in him, like you know, like so. So I went up and I was like, "How is he?" And I was just so happy he was born and everything was fine. And 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 the nurse was like, "Oh yeah, he's still a bit dependent." He's still quite a bit dependent. And I was like, what? what my son's an addict? He's only two hours. <laughs> <laughs> he's only two hours born. And now he's like, you're telling me he's still dependent on something. Like, it's like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> but he's there dying was so- sick. Yeah, it's like fucking exactly. train spotting. He's like, <laughs> he's like he's sick falling. boy on the mattress. He's, yeah, yeah, he's falling through the carpet. <laughs> was, uh, he was... Uh, uh, so there was so sort of, thankfully now like he 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 he's in good health and uh, and you just something else I was going to say there I I completely completely left me. Did you have any but of those? Mo- was, did you have any of those moments of like holding him and just being like, holy shit, he's oh, mine, yeah. or it felt natural, or what was the feelings that were going through your head? Everyone, it was so overwhelming. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't uh, when 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 we when I seen the head, like uh, when the midwife says, "Oh yeah, we can start to see the head." It took quite a while, you know what I mean, like for him to come out. Like so, so that's another thing I was saying. Like he, he was like he was so overdue, like that. Uh, I was saying, I hope he never does stand up because he's already developed a reputation for not turning up on time. Blowing <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he's blowing the light. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden's gonna be like, "Yo, bro, you were supposed to be off twenty minutes ago, bro." <laughs> exactly. He's just coming up the stairs. What am I? What am I on? What am I on? Oh, and uh, so yeah, he was uh, so he, like, thank God. But see, the thing is, because of COVID and all that, you know, there's these uh, pregnancy courses you can go to as couples. You know, Dara Breen has got very funny material on it, and right. uh, but just going stuff. But we didn't, we couldn't have that. Like Julie went through a few things on her own, but I, I know no one, which is fine. We didn't really have to support, and that's not given out. It's just a reality, uh, yeah. Uh, because we didn't, we couldn't go to these courses. So everything I learned was on YouTube. <laughs> everything that, everything that, uh, and you know, like you know, the algorithms uh, uh, the way YouTube is. Like, so I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to become a dad now. How do I, how do I hold a child? Oh, here's a Radiohead video. Just watch this first of all, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ended up watching counter Grove's crap and stuff like that said, oh shit i'm gonna be a dad quick go back to the youtube thing go back to the youtube thing and uh so but so that's funny though right that's funny because you know obviously you know before before pregnancy classes we were able to do it but for the last number yeah. of decades people kind of go in like quite informed about what's going to go down oh, and what they're supposed to do yeah. but you didn't really have that did you feel we like you knew what? Did you feel like you knew what to do once it came out? And no, no, I just thought uh, I felt you know we, we we had we had that we had that half an hour with him before he was sent up to the uh, the postnatal ward, and uh, I just didn't know what to do. But I was just so happy, and not only was I so happy to have not only was I so happy to have Ted, but I was just so happy that uh, that like Julie was okay as well because it was quite an intense birth. You know what I mean? It was so like uh, like it was. It was you know, it's quite intense, and uh, but it, but it was wonderful as well. Like, so it's just so nice to be the other side of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny because I'm such a sexist. I had after Ted was born, I had Julian to talk about fucking school uniform controversy. I didn't ask oh, her yeah, a single fucking yeah. thing about her labor, yeah. and here I am talking to the guy <laughs> who was just standing there observing it, being like, "What was it like? What, how did it feel?" Man you- chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Th- to be honest with you, Daz, I didn't find it that sore. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got through it. I got through nah, it. but it's just it's just interesting. You know, I was I was kind of just pushing you a bit, just because you know you you'd be sort of interested. It's such a momentous moment in life, and then everybody has yeah. their own experience about it. I mean, I didn't even care if you were going to be funny about it. I was just curious to know what it's like. I've never but been in also- that. I've never been in that situation. 
I couldn't. Julie, uh, Julie went into Tralee Hospital uh, maybe four days before she had Ted. And uh, obviously I wasn't allowed in with her. So <laughs> I was rocking around my gaff for three days. And uh, I said, oh, I, should, I should really clean this place. <laughs> you know, and I didn't really, to tell you the truth. So, but when, you know, you have a new baby coming home and the house is just as messy as it was. You that know, is stressful, though. Left. You know, you've been through the whole so, journey together. And then at the end, you get separated. That's oh, tough. completely, yeah. Oh, sure. When he was born, two days after he was born, uh, I was like, <laughs> it was like, it was like, <laughs> I don't know if she's laughing at this, but it's like she was in a female prison because I was from the window outside waving in at her. Do you know? <laughs> I know, and but it's son, fucked up. How long was she in there for? And it was men, uh, I'd say four days. And there was men beside me. It was really, it was quite a nice, dry, sunny day in September. But there was men beside me with their kids with uh, mats on the grass, you know, and that's how they contacted with their wife who just had a kid through the window uh, beside me, you know, all in this wall in Tralee, like, so, because uh, we couldn't go in. To, to visit them like it's like the wailing wall in jerusalem so there's all these men <laughs> yeah. like doing romeo and juliet to, to the fucking exactly, wives yeah spending time with their wives through the through the at the other side of the wall like it was like did, yeah did you get like, a picture of that uh we did we did <laughs> it would be like like berlin pre-87 or something like yeah 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 because yeah. that's like that's like yeah. uh that's gonna be like a moment in time like that that crazy covid year yeah yeah there is that and Ted will always have Ted will probably tell people like, yeah, I was born during COVID. My my dad yeah, had to see yeah. me through a through a glass. Yeah, yeah, the COVID pictures. But like it's there's so many pictures. Like if you look back in your childhood, how many pictures I've used her as a baby? Because with Ted, mean, like, a, with our, yeah, there, there's some, but nothing like now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, like I got a couple of pictures when I'm like three months. And then there's another one from when I'm 12 months. There's a missing nine months. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I seen I seen a picture you put up there a few months ago of your sitting room, and I, it was great because I seen the Superman VHS in yeah. the background, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was Superman two. It was Superman, Superman two, two yeah. when, he, when he's like this, Do you know, like that, the side of it. So uh, I was class. I was joking one of my about Superman, Superman two recently. I can't remember why, but yeah. I was making a joke about it <laughs> when Superman loses his powers and some fucking random guy can beat him up in a diner. I mean, it was kind of fucked oh, yeah. up, really, Superman yeah. two, because it's like, yeah. so it's like when you're a normal guy, you're just you're not great. Some old, some dude can just yeah. beat you up in a diner. Well, yeah, that then was you, the first. That was. I think that was three. That's that when he got two, angry. Bro, don't even fucking talk. No, to me. It no, was two. two was. I two promise was, you, it was two. It was Zod. Zod, you know, was the three Zod guys and, and the three guys. Superman yeah. three was the one with yeah, the right. fire. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but I think I think that was the, one of the first movies. This is what a friend of mine says that even though I people give out about Superman two, but it was the first really movie that dealt with psychological drama internally that Superman had to sort himself out and uh, oh, that moment that moment when he he had to fight against himself to win uh, that's the right. thing that's the narrative and that moment when he developed the courage and strength to beat himself that's when he opens up his thing and you can see the Superman yeah. in between the the white fest mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a sign of success so uh, yeah, oh, love it love the it. moment that he catches Zod's <laughs> hand Terrence Stamp. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's right, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. And the them sent off in the pyramid. They're off in that. Yeah, the, the, the mirror. Love it. The mirror for life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a metaphor for the age of social media. Um, yeah. It it, it, it it was interesting. He had to he had to accept that he, who he was was a, was a was a superhuman being. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all so now. That. Now you're now you're into your routine. You know, you're eight months. You're eight months into yeah. it. Have you guys? Has it been smooth sailing? Oh, it's been yeah, generally fine. Oh, we've had some some wild arguments. Go, <laughs> we kill each other. But like overall, I think the feeling is to uh, never never leave the day on a, on a fight. Do you know what I mean? Like just try to find the strength. I do anyway to say sorry. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it's uh, we we'll be bickering quite a lot, Julie and I, and stuff. But you're same together time, all the time. It's not like you ha- you guys haven't had to deal with any of the yeah. like. Listen, I've I've got to go away for two days. You know, you haven't had Completely. to do much logistics yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. But I but wonder do- is that good or bad because you're with each other all the time. Well, it's a it's a it's a great testament to our relationship. I think in ways, not blown blown blown, blown our trumpet on it, but I do think that uh, it can. Uh, uh, Julie came up with this uh, thing that let's give ourselves three hours every day each 
to do whatever we want. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. uh, which is which really works. You know what I mean? And this this is part of my three hours. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I'm sorry, Fred. I, I, I'm still. <laughs> when, <laughs> when this is over, I'm back changing nappies. So come on, come on, entertain me, Dad. Entertain me. <laughs> I didn't know that I was taking uh, 45 minutes of your precious three hours, Fred. I gotta make it worth your while. Yeah, well, I feel like in a way. This is, you know, so I'll tell you what, I've, I've said this on the pod before, but I'll say it to you. What I didn't realize from continuing doing the pods and Patreons is when I actually got back yeah. on stage, my mind was a lot sharper than I expected. I had a lot of ideas yeah. in my head. They kind of yeah. flowed out. So I do think that even though it doesn't feel like it, this stuff does keep you in the game. Now, in saying that, you've been working on the Tommy Tiernan show, so you actually Absolutely, have yeah. had a bit of work. So you're you're one of the rare yeah. comics that's been working. Oh, uh, Des, I really felt, I felt, I felt a bit of guilt. And I also felt like the lucky sky in showbiz, considering the time. Uh, the, guilt is, the guilt comes with the with the nationality and the religion. <laughs> it does, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, because because I was living in Kerry and we would film the Tommy show once a week. Uh, well, I got a letter of permission from RTE to leave Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just need to very. Let me quickly explain to American yeah. listeners. Ireland had a five k travel limit, so. You weren't allowed to go 5K further than your house. And the guards, the police were stopping you on the street, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so so, Fred got uh, Fred I got, got this permission. letter. I got this letter of permission to travel. Now, as you know as well, like most people who get this letter of permission are like essential workers. You know, ambulances are <laughs> doctors, 24-hour call. You know what I mean? Like a serious pandemic. And then you had this big smiling country ahead. Me, like, you know, like going up to the guards and showing them my letter. And they're like, the guards are like, and I'm like, what do you do? What do you do? And I'm like, I pull the curtain. I introduce the axe. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. You, you know, do the like, warm up too, right? By me. Sorry? You do the warm up too or there was no crowds? Well, there's, there's, no, there's no audience. Oh, there's no audience right. this time around. So, uh, so it was so lucky because it wasn't like RT were doing too much either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was really the only show. And then it was just two of us in it, you know, bar the guests. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't take it for granted. I, know, I for got that. asked to fucking do it and I couldn't come back for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would well, have had to come know. back quarantined for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot. Yeah, that's a pity. I'd love to hear that. I wanted to do it, man. Yeah. Because I've heard, I've heard, I've heard to interview Tommy in Galway. Uh, On I the podcast. You, oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you were talking about, you said the way, and I've done this myself, the way you were quite influenced by Tommy in the early days that you kind of almost tried to use his phrasing technique. I heard his cadence. His cadence, exactly. Yeah, yeah his cadence. I, I only, yeah, when yeah. I listen back to my early routines, I, That's it. I can hear it a bit. I can hear the influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're so fucking out of your mind. Who the fuck influenced you? Me? Oh, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, you, Des. Like, I kind of, like, when I was, I remember seeing you, uh, I remember uh, seeing you, I often feel with you, like, you were always a great comedian, but my God, after 9-11, you really became this something else, you know what I mean? Like, because you were funny, but you, you you had a social energy behind it. Mm-hmm. And I seen you, uh, I seen you as the week that Dana uh, the politician. Oh God, Jesus! Remember that? Don't, 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 don't tell everybody about that routine. <laughs> I won't. I won't. But I was like, oh, this is fantastic. You know what I mean? And it, and, and to see it, I was like, that's that's it. You know, that's what I that's what I want to do. And uh, so uh, Ross Noble as well. I love Ross Noble. All right, his. yeah, I can see Ross Noble being a real influence for you. Oh, I love him. I love the him. madness uh, of it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's just exactly that. You just the way you can use uh, confusion in his conversation to go into something else. You know, I didn't mean it like that. That'd be a bit weird. That'd be like, you know, no, I know just, what you're saying. No, that, I'm saying like, that's the way Ross would work. You know, the way that he'd be kind of like, he'd say something and then go, he'd make a mistake in a sentence and go, obviously the mistake would mean something else. And he'd act that out. And he's, yeah, he's yeah, always yeah. using, at times he'll use fun confusion to get into something else. And, uh, Bill Bailey, uh, there's loads of like, I love Joe Rooney. I love watching Joe. And oh, right. uh, I, Oh, that, that, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be a Google dive for uh, any of our American listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, most of the people you've mentioned is a yeah. Google dive. Exactly. Well, listen, before we get into that, let me, let, let, so so have there been any other stuff that's been difficult to navigate between you and Julie? Because you're in that first year of a first child. Oh, it's yeah. a very momentous yeah, year. Yeah, I know. There, well, it's uh, no, it's been it's been kind of. Uh, 
it's been nice. Do you know, it's been really good. And it's uh, considering and we've been very lucky as well because we're we're in the we're on the peninsula here in Kerry. Yeah. So lockdown happened. We moved here, and we didn't. Well, we we moved here two months beforehand, not planning to stay here so long. We ended up here, obviously, with lockdown. Yeah. And uh, so you know, we were lucky like that. And uh, but overall, yeah. You know, there's no, uh, we still do this thing. You know what comedians do? And it's a healthy thing to do. It's a, do you know when you've got something, you might be doing something on TV or radio and you don't tell another comedian just in case it doesn't happen. You're, you're trying to keep it a secret yes. until, until, which is very important to do because if you don't, if you tell someone, you'll become the person who didn't get it. Yes. You know, like, uh, so, so, but I think Julie, you know, we still do that with each other, even though we're engaged. Like, like she'd be emailing, and I'm like, "Who are you? Who are you talking to? No one, no, no one, no one in particular. You know what I mean? And it could be something like she was, uh, she did a thing with Jackie Hamilton for BBC, BBC Radio, and uh, I think I found out about it the day before it came out. I was like, "What? What? What? You know?" So it's just <laughs> she doesn't want to tell you just in case it doesn't happen. Oh, completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's yeah, that yeah, as well. You, you need to work on that. Yeah. She's and not it's... like a normal... Because I wanted to talk to you about that because now I'm engaged to a comic too. Yeah. And yeah. it's very interesting because right now it's all very positive for us because, you know, we actually, even though we're engaged, we haven't been together that long. So it's all yeah. very positive. I try to impart a bit of a bit of wisdom slash writing techniques onto her, but I also get kind of like inspired by her, her like fresh enthusiasm for the job and wanting to get better and like that's good for me but i feel like over time it might become a problem where like you might disagree on something creatively or something and that that could create a tension that other couples don't have have you guys had any of that well i think on my side the greatest distraction to all that is having an eight-month-old it just well (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm like sorry i guess you know like i'm trying to but are you guys going to fight? Are you guys going to fight over like a funny moment that happens with the kid? And you'd be like, yo, that's mine. I was like, no, oh, no that's yeah, mine. Yeah. I don't Who's think gonna, so. Who, how are you guys going to decide who gets what funny story about your child? <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, uh, we've maybe, we've had moments when, uh, like before, before Ted was born, we were watching, uh, we we're living in Mies and uh, close to my hometown. And uh, we were watching the, uh, oh, what's you call it? Uh, the cathedral in Paris that burnt down. Yeah Notre, Dame. Notre Dame. yeah, Notre Dame. And uh, we still don't know. We're both convinced we came up with the joke ourselves. You know, this, and it's a, it's a very simple joke. And about, uh, oh, you know, when you just do a gig, like uh, I said, I was so nervous doing this gig. So I, I was just, I was in Paris last week and I must have lit a thousand candles in Notre Dame uh, before the gig. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, yeah. Very soon after it. And, uh, and I thought that was my joke. I was very proud of it. And then, uh, and then she said, it's hers. So, uh, and we're still, <laughs> it's still unresolved. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, thank God. Like, no, you can't do that, Joe. Nobody gives a fuck anymore anyway. So exactly, that's, that's you don't need to thing, resolve you know, that like, one. You can put yeah, that in the no. unresolved category. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's interesting because I had a thing where, you know, so, so Hannah is like about to start, you know, doing some headline show, you know, she can be doing like yeah. longer sets and, you know, she's very well known, but you know, she's still pretty new in comedy, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, listen, I have like a lot of routines that I don't do anymore that I think would suit you, you know? But I think she got offended that I was like trying to sort of fob off some of my, some of my fucking trash from 10 (laughs) years ago. But I was like, why not? Like, like I'd I'd, I'd rather that routine, like get a new life. Like you just put your angle on it. Like how would, what what would you feel about that? You think you guys would, would swap out routines? Uh, maybe, yeah. I'm afraid when Julie uh, suggests something to me or puts something forward because I don't think I'm the best person to put stuff in front of. Do you know? Uh, you mean like stuff versa. that she's looking for help on or stuff that she yeah, can Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think it is? Yeah, yeah. And I'll never... And if I don't like it, I won't say it. It's not worth it. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I guess all, as comedians, we're all quite sensitive. So yeah. uh, I haven't got there. So there's no point. There's no point in saying that's no, you know, it's no good. Like you know, so it's just so I just go, yeah, cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, right. I'm a lot better at suggesting than being suggested to. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is a yeah. character flaw. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not. Like I, I had just, to catch myself recently. It was, you know, so like Hannah sleeps in. I fucking wake up at the crack of dawn. Yeah. So I go and I get a coffee and I bring my writing pad and that's been my yeah. routine my entire career. And like the hit rate is small, you know, like there's many trips to the cafe, many yeah. words written that go nowhere. Yeah. 
Yeah. But this particular morning, I came back, and she was awake. So I was in the room, and then I was just like, I was just telling her about some of the ideas that I was messing around with. And she came up with a, with a good suggestion of something that could go in there. Yeah. And even if it didn't go in there, it was just a good suggestion of something to explore as a funny thing. Yeah. And I had yeah. to catch myself because my immediate reaction was, I, I think I actually I started to say like, yeah. ah, that doesn't really fit in there. And then I had to stop myself and go, wait a minute, this is fucking good. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But the problem is that that's a fucking character defect, this kind of thing of like, don't fucking, I'll help We're you. Very, don't I fucking, don't help yeah, me. No. We're very, I think, uh, Someone says, in band, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's ego, but uh, someone says, even with songwriting and group songwriting, the worst thing you can have is to think that your idea is better than everyone else's and someone else's idea is going to ruin the value of its production. Do you know what I mean? Like that you Right, need to- which is perfect because it's a, that's such good advice because the reality is like, exactly. what's more important, your pride or the song being the best that it can be? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But or the routine being the best that it can be. Yeah, yeah. But it's also that thing as well of if someone gives you something on the spot, like, uh, I know Carl Spain's give me loads of stuff, you know, and yeah. uh, like just randomly, you see me, I remember one, one night I was gigging in the Laughter Lounge on Thursday night, I was doing 15 minutes and, uh, and they seen, he suggested two things to me and I used one Friday night and they both got a round of applause. <laughs> round of applause. Did you, did he, no, did he want like, to take them back? <laughs> <laughs> I just let him bully me. Uh, for the last, for, uh, after that, for this. you're allowed to bully me from here on, Carl. So, no worries, fire ahead. And, uh, but you know, there's comedians, I guess, who are who are so good with their time, and and uh, you know, I think Kevin Galdibi one of them as well. I think you're one of them as well. And then there's others as well that might suggest something to you, and then if you do use it, they'll be like, "That's my joke." That's oh yeah, they, they, they want to let everybody know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get more sensitive over that. You're like, "What's the point? <laughs> What's the point in using it?" Do you know what I mean? If it's going to be associated with someone else, like so. It's a funny know. thing that pride, isn't it? You know this. Sense yeah. Because yeah. like you know, I, I like that moment i haven't actually developed that bit that hannah said yet but like yeah it's it's actually about it's it's about doodles it's about these uh you know dogs that are bred with poodles to turn them into like hyperallergenic dogs yeah yeah and i have a resentment against doodles because i've been rescuing fucking unwanted pit bulls and these motherfuckers are going to like puppy farms in pennsylvania to get these these doodles now i have friends that have doodles and they're great dogs and i'm not against people that have doodles yeah but i do think that it's it's a potential for good comedy to go after this kind of like fucking designer dog, this fucking genetically yeah, modified yeah. dog that that's supposedly, you know, better than the rest of them. But I haven't developed that routine, but it was a moment where I went like, oh, you have to realize that there's a certain convenience to to living with a co-writer. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I but think, also I it touches into that deeper thing in a relationship of like, why is it like the, 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 res- the resistance that I nearly had there to her suggestion it's similar to like in arguments where you just like if they're right, yeah. like why is it so bad to be wrong? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Why? Do, why? Yeah. Why does being wrong hurt so much? I've brought this up before. Like it is, mm. it is a recurring mm. theme in my life. I've literally seen it on like pages of old notes, like trying to write material about like why is being wrong so painful? But then yeah. you have to ask yourself: Is being wrong as painful for everybody else as it is for me, or am I a fucking psychopath? Do you think? Do you think for me? Because I know you went to boarding school with loads of lads. Yes. And I think uh, when I'm on the defense, uh, a lot of it comes from there. You think so? Yeah, it comes from having to defend yourself. Shut your mouth! What are you talking about? I never said that. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of that kind of. uh, I I think you know I do think all boys boarding schools are at times were toxic, and uh, when when it's left inside you. But I, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess you could tie some of it to like a toxic masculinity, but yeah. I think it's deeper than that, though, because I think a lot of people have it. And it, 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 the funny thing about being wrong is, you know, if you're wrong, you admit that you're wrong, you resolve the situation, yeah, you don't yeah. think about it. Mm. It's very long, very soon afterwards, it is gone. But the resistance to fucking letting it go before the res- resolution is immense. Have you got Have you got John Hume's speech there in front of you from the Good Friday Agreement? <laughs> <laughs> are, you just, are you just reading that out word for word, and then you realize you can move on? <laughs> oh God! Again, our American listeners, you got to Google John Hume. He's a Nobel Prize winner, by the way. Nobel uh, Peace uh, Prize uh. winner. That were that's the high level of fucking humor that we have here on the Des Bishop Podcast. <laughs> 
Can I, say I know, but it's well? true. It's, it's it is, true. Yeah, the, yeah, the, micro, the micro of a relationship goes out into the bigger thing. But what were you going to say? I just want, I'm looking at my screen here and I got sunburned yesterday, so I don't have a cholesterol drinking problem. I'm just quite red in the face. Or, or at least that's not why your face is red. <laughs> well, I don't use the video much, honestly. Oh, cool, cool. No, no worries. Put it up. I just <laughs> note itself. Yeah, no time else. I should have put a sign up there going, I'm not hungover. So. What about when you guys moved in together first? Did you? Because I, 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 Hannah is the first. Yeah, I'm 45 years old now. Though. Yeah, Hannah's yeah. the first person that I've lived with full time. I owned a place with an ex before, but we didn't. We didn't actually yeah. live in it together. But You're this right. is the first time I, I've, I've, I've lived with somebody. Yeah, how do you, it's a big tester, isn't it? And it's, uh, it's how do you find it? Well, we're both very messy. Yeah. Uh, so, I think overall, I consider that a net positive, except that. I always thought I would I would end up with a neat person because they would motivate me to stay okay, neat. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, but I would assume that there would be tension on the fact that my natural inclination is not that neat. So I would assume that my lack of neatness would probably yeah. annoy her. The thing about Hannah is that her messiness or her her ability to live amongst the mess is actually equal if not greater than mine yeah and i just find it really entertaining because when i watch somebody else do it i think how can you have not put that thing away for three days (laughs) (laughs) like it's for three days and you're just living amongst this fucking thing that's out of place yeah i get look i'm not i've never been neat you know i've always been slightly uh chaotic in every way so uh so definitely when it comes to housework and now i'm much better with julia i've had to up my game do you know what i mean i've just had many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Bottles and all that. You know what I mean? It just, it just has to, I had to change. And, so I lost but, you for two seconds. Overall, what were you saying like, about, do, do, about doing bottles and stuff? Run. Yeah, yeah. I know I just... Like I'm generally not a neat person. Uh, I'm I'm quite untidy and chaotic uh, yes. in every way, mentally and 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 <laughs> work-wise, socially. You know, it's it's all there. But but uh, becoming a dad, I've just had to up my game in the tidiness. Yeah, and routine. Oh, right. I've, I've had to like so it's uh, so overall like. But Julie as well can be uh, can be uh, really messy. But I never bring it up. I just let it pass. What's the point? Do you know what I mean? Like at this stage, you know, it's just kind of. No, it's very. You know, it's really tough. It's not. What's the point? Do you know what's tough? To not kind of um, keep score on on oh, who tidies who tidies up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I exactly. find myself doing that because I'm not a neat guy. Cleaning up mm. is like a big deal for me, and sometimes I'm like cleaning up her shit, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I better yeah. fucking, I better see this reciprocated. Yeah, <laughs> I, I find myself uh, about to say something, and it's good now that I know I can, I can see the, I can preempt my uh, anger. And I just go, ah, fair play to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Ned Flanders. You're fucking Ned oh, Flanders. That's it now. Okay, go, Gilly, go, Gilly. I've turned into my dad. I've turned into my dad. And I know why my dad is the man he is now. Do you know what I mean? I really do. I'm always like, dad's never roared. He's so relaxed. And I was like, I know why he is. He just doesn't want any, he doesn't want any tension doesn't around him. the aggro. Like, that's what my dad no. wants. I just don't want the aggro, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now, that's it. <laughs> that's what what about mean. money? Do you guys, what about money? Do you guys like, 
Are you just one hundred percent like a a a, a monetize like a like a unified monetized unit? Or you no, still- we're not a we're not a we're not a budget family at all. Like we're not we don't budget or we don't. Uh, so uh, so we're just kind of uh, well. I'm into my savings now. Do you know? Uh, oh, I'm so into had, my savings too, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've had to come off the PUP <laughs> with the Tommy show. I couldn't do it. Like, and, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't have that. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm deep yeah. into the savings. Yeah. Yeah. So look, we'll see. You know, it's. Uh, like no, but what I mean is like, do you, you guys, you obviously do some like together plan. Cause I, that, that, that basically at the point I'm getting to is okay, that like, yeah, yeah. for the first time in life, because we're getting married, first time in life, it's like we think about certain things like, you know, financially like together but it's it's yeah. it's, it's very odd for, i find that a hard thing to get my my head around i know because sometimes saying. it's yeah. sometimes it's to my benefit right because you know i've got assets and she's got like you know she hasn't she hasn't bought anything yet in her life so she's got yeah. some cash you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and like suddenly we'll talk about doing a thing and she'll be talking about like her ability to do that i you know I, i'm not trying to get into like numbers but she'll say like oh i could i could do that and then in my mind i'm like am i you know am i comfortable with it like it's like a weird thing yeah, to think i know yeah you know we're still at times uh the relationship i remember I, I used to have this with my friend mark as well i used to live with in in dublin that uh we just put money into each other's account like uh, and it's not you know we don't have a shared account but that's not out of laziness we just haven't done it yet it's not that we don't uh uh like we will but like would up- you check with her would you check with her to say like i'm thinking about getting some unnecessary purchase that i want no i wouldn't no just get it yeah exactly yeah yeah and uh so it's uh but that that wouldn't happen too much in fact it's quite the opposite because uh, i'm kind of like this is the first t-shirt that i bought online ever and uh it's just <laughs> it's a picture <laughs> it's it's just a picture of a well and then underneath it, it's like well oh right that's very funny exactly yeah yeah so that's that's you know like there you go like that's it there so yeah so you didn't you didn't like that julie would say to me why don't you get yourself some clothes or something like that you know so i wouldn't uh when it comes to albums or cds i still have a teenage joy about getting you know uh, manual music something i can hold and uh, like records and stuff but after that you know i've never you know, like she I, wouldn't I, give you a hard time about wasting money or anything. Though. No, not yet. All right, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I had so that thought right, one so. time. I bought a wetsuit yeah. which I really didn't need. Yeah, and Hannah didn't say anything, but in my mind, I was waiting for her to be like, "What the fuck are you doing buying that?" Okay, <laughs> yeah, I don't I know, know what that. I don't know where that was yeah. coming from, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the first time <laughs> in my life I thought about that. I had to think about how my purchases affect yeah, another yeah. human being. <laughs> no, I was only I was only thinking about that this week. Do you know what I mean? In the in the grander scale of us now in the future and stuff there is because well, now you have a child like, exactly exactly and it just it's but you know in the moment like it's uh like it's i think so far we're fine but we don't know i've always been uh financially uh i've always had work three months ahead and after that nothing nothing yeah you know what i mean so and i've, I've lived like that for yeah so you're used yeah, to living with like a financial years. insecurity yeah yeah exactly so i've always i've always been quite naive about the future do you know what I mean? And just kind of, and just, and just kind of existing. Do you know? And I, and I get my work just for being at such a standard and uh, getting gigs. And that's all. That's that's the only way I've done it. But now that I'm going back into the working world, it's, it, my my my, uh, I have to think differently about my income and the comfort of my income. As you said, do you know what I mean? Like, because it's it's not about me anymore. Do you know what I mean? I used to, I could get up and go to Wheelands, go to a lock-in, get up. And go to Charlie's at three o'clock the next day and go back to bed. And those days are gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean? Those days are and that's probably a good thing. <laughs> well, I think it's good. You know, it's good a, motivation. I mean, yeah, coincidentally yeah, enough, yeah. that conversation with Tommy, like he he ended up in kind of like a little bit of financial problems after the the crash. And yeah. he thought that that was good for him, actually. It was it was inspiring yeah. for him. And so I have to think that as the importance of having a child and all that that does to a human being. I have to think that also, in terms of your career, it probably gives you a kick in the ass. It does. It definitely gives me a kick in the ass. And uh, and and live with Julie as well, because I often feel there's, there's comedians uh, out there who are really talented. And then there's comedians who work uh, really hard. And then there's comedians who've got both. Yeah. And, uh, and Julie's that person. You know what I mean? Like, she's just on it. She's so quick. And 
she's so funny and she's so so just to, to just be living with her is inspiring right you know I mean? so uh so uh and it's uh just a great energy so so, so to have that is great like you know all right so it brings me to my final question do you ever fear that there will be a conflict moving forward since you 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 have a child you might have another in the future you're going to be married but you both have your own ambitions as comedians do you yeah. think that there will ever be a conflict of whose career is more important at that particular uh, time? Yes, and we've answered that. Mine is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm like, Julie, we need to talk about our careers. And she's like, what career are you talking about, Fred? I'm like, yeah, good point. <laughs> enjoy the rest of your life. I'll be fun here. Well done. Bye now. Be, enjoy uh, yourself. Fred, Fred was uh, mimicking cradling his child there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, oh no, I think we just Would have you, to be viciously what, disciplined with our time. Yeah. yeah. And, and, Which, and, and that communication open the whole time. You know, about this as well. And be responsible for it. Do you know, there's, there's things that... Uh, like Julie does, which is more important work-wise than I have. You know what I mean? So if you go back to giving each other three hours, like what's the point of me taking those three hours when, you know, she has to do something that's important. Just take the day, like, yeah. you know, and she'll do it back. So I think we have to be just viciously responsible with our time in communication. Like that's all like, I think. And so say, this is just a hypothetical, right? So say Julie got some like very Pregnant? lucrative... <laughs> <laughs> She got like a very lucrative but quite demanding gig yeah. that was going to set you guys up, you know, in, in, a, in a higher bracket of comfort, uh, yeah. which is, you know, obviously a godsend when you have children. Would you be comfortable being the stay-at-home dad? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I often felt, uh, gig-wise, I often felt, I never thought I'd, I'd, I'd marry a comedian. That's nothing against Julie. Like, years ago, I often felt... Andrew Maxwell said to me years ago, he said, being a comedian and a dad is perfect because, you know, you, you're, you're there to get the child up. You can even get him to school, he or she. And then when the child comes home from school, you can do their homework. And, you know, like half nine gigs, half eight gigs, you can still yeah. have enough time to leave the house. Yes. So it's quite doable and accessible. So what, the fact that the two of us are doing comedy, <laughs> that poor baby's going to be neglected. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what to do, kid. It's half nine. Good luck. Leave him on his own. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and you, know, you don't want to be dragging him around on, on the baby seat around Ireland either. You know, the poor kid will, will exhaust him. So, so, yeah, it is. It's something to think about. You know, like we're both, you know, at times we look at England as well and gigging in England. So it's, uh, yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah, it's a lot. It's tough. I mean, you know, having a kid is yeah. tough in a, in a yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, It is. And it's, uh, it's, it's because comedy in a way, it's so, it's so, I find stand up is so kind of self indulgent in a beautiful way. Like the amount of attention that you get on stage, the amount of creativity that you get, because it's your thing, which yeah. is a bad thing, but also a good thing that if something doesn't work, at least you're, <laughs> at least it's your ship that's fallen. You're not bringing anyone with you. Yeah, you yeah, know? yes. But, yes. Uh, all that kind of stuff, you know, it's very, uh, so, and then the opposite side of that is uh, a democracy in other people's opinions and caring for the future. And that's what being a dad is. So you've got this, this is what, this is what we have, this conflict here at the moment. And the only way to, to survive in it, and I think we're doing okay, but like, it's just communication. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And, and respect, you know, and we do, like we do, like we love each other and we respect each other to bits. I so, think you guys uh, need to, uh, you guys need to start like a fucking healthy relationship podcast or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great, Fred. Thanks Fred so Fred's much. I'm sorry. I was pushing you hard, but I was just curious, you know, because it's like, no, you're you guys right. are going through a lot in a very unique situation. So it's very, oh, interesting. It's, it's insane. Well, my whole life is, my whole life has changed and everyone's life has changed. So I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not alien to this. It's, it's quite a universal feeling right now that, uh, do you know what song I was listening to? And this sounds, as I always thought it was a bit of a shit song, but I actually love it now. Do you know Duran Duran song, Ordinary World? Yes. And it's, you know, it's such a 90s, it's such a 90s lame crap song. But there's lyrics on it. it goes, like, this uh, is no, no, no. Uh, How does it go it goes, again? It goes like this. This is the lyric that got me. This is the lyric that got me. It went like this. Because, you know, I kind of harp for the past. And God, wasn't it great to be free and all this. And then the lyric that got me was, uh, it went like this. It goes, I won't cry for yesterday. There's an ordinary world. 
somehow I will survive. And I'm like, that's it. That's actually a great line. That's it. Do you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You see, Fred, that's the thing, man. You grow up and you realize that a lot of shit that you dismissed was fucking full of wisdom. Yeah, exactly. That especially '90s songs. You know, I used to, I used to love. That was an waterfalls. '80s song, by the way. That was, <laughs> was an it? '80s one. Yeah. Are you sure? How much? Well, How much you want to bet? I'll put a give me send me your iBand account and I'll put a tenner in if you're wrong. <laughs> I, 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 '90s I, song. It's a '90s song. Okay. It's a later, it's a latter period. Is it really? All right. Yeah. Well, you, I, I'll be happy to be wrong. I, I, we've learned, we've learned a lot together on this podcast. So. I'll be happy to be. I'll be happy to be wrong. Um, let's see. Don't put money on it. <laughs> I don't want to put money. <laughs> oh, you were you were very right. I knew it. I knew it. You were very right. Ninety-three. Yeah, it was a crazy time for music. It was a bit shit, but brilliant. I was in boarding school in Ireland. I got a lot of fucking. I got a lot of problems with that time period. You know. Yeah. Where did I tell you? I was only talking to my friend about a gig we did, which was unbelievable. If you talk about 90s music and 90s grunge, and uh, I, was, uh, I was on stage in the International Bar, and you were emceeing it. I walked on stage, and who's sitting in the back of the room? Only the Pixies. <laughs> that's right. That David Lovering. David. Oh, oh yeah, of course. That's a, that's a momentous night. I couldn't believe it. And I'm playing these plastic melodicas. I'm so embarrassed. Like, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, because Black, Black, Black Francis and Joey Santiago are sitting in the back. Oh, and David Lovering. Word. Yeah, because because what happened was that uh, you know my friend used to be in the Thrills. I believe it. He was like good buddies with them. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, D- Daniel and he he said, "You're not going to believe this, but David Lovering does like comedy magic, and they're just like they're doing yeah. a show tomorrow night, and they have the night off, and he just wants to do a gig." So I fucking I was delighted. But then the but then the amazing thing about that night was, so first of all, you know Black Francis is fucking like the coolest guy. He's like a totally nice guy. Loves yeah. comedy, right? And Ardle was on that night. Ardle O'Hanlon yeah. from Father Ted. And it turns out that Francis is a huge Father Ted yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah. And his mind is blown. So your mind is blown because they're in the crowd. But his <laughs> mind was blown because he's a huge Ardle fan. <laughs> he couldn't fucking believe that, yeah, it. He's yeah, watching yeah. Ardle in a little black room, you know, yeah. 60, 70 people. And we all had a drink. It was a great, that was a great And night. you know what? I actually think that night as well, by coincidence, Ian Coppinger turned up with a Pixies t-shirt on him. I <laughs> 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 was like, this is just nuts, the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. I went to I went to quite a few Pixie shows as a result of that. They, 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 oh, could, yeah. they had a lot of, the cool thing was that they had a lot of respect for comedians. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they had a lot of respect for us just getting up there and doing our thing. So that was a, that was a fun night, yeah. That was the more, one of the most amazing nights in comedy for me, just as an experience. Do you know, like for something that wasn't planned. I remember, you know, you set up the international bar and you kind of get the tables ready. And he said, do you know who's coming tonight? The Pixies. I was like, oh, yeah. But then I was like, fuck, yeah, they're playing in the Olympia. Of course they're coming. You have to be right. Because I knew they were playing in the Olympia. Like, I was like, wow. I Mate. saw them in Melbourne too, man. I, I, and I, I yeah, went backstage yeah. in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, wow. That's how, that's how great that connection was from that night. And brought You're some good friends to meet them. I haven't I, that that connection has kind of faded, like just on Twitter. Yeah. At the time, it was good crack. Now I have to say, I love those things. Chris Martin from Coldplay turned up in the international bar one night. Really? Yeah. And the the improv was on. The Joe Rooney was on. He met Joe Rooney and, and Ian again, and uh, he gave tickets for Joe Rooney and his son to see them in 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 Wembley in London. Oh, how cool is that? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of yeah, a lot of people have come through over the years. Ricky Gervais was in there one night. Yeah, yeah. Then there's the famous story of uh, oh, I love Eddie, Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard showing up, and Leo, my Chinese buddy, was on the door, and yeah. uh, he calls Aiden because he's like, all oh, he's like, all oh, the comedians are freaking out because Eddie Lizard, Eddie Lizard is here. <laughs> uh, oh wow! But uh, anyway, I'll let you go. Uh, great chatting to you. Great chatting to you, uh, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for getting you. Uh, you, you came on the short notice, man. It was great. So don't say that. Don't put that bit in. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. It was my fault. You know, I just like I'm just unorganized. You know, I hate I hate yeah. organizing guests. I love the chats. I hate organizing guests. But uh, so listen, what's your what do you what do you plug in social media wise? Uh, at the moment, uh, I'm just uh, look. I've a tour in the new year, uh, January February, and uh, tickets. But we're still working on dates. But what so, about the, what's your Instagram? Fredster Cook? 
Uh, Fredster Cook. Yeah, that's me. At Fredster so, Cook. And, and uh, Fredcookcomedian.com. What is it? Fredcookcomedian.com. Fred Cook, Cook with an E. C-O-O-K-E. Yeah. Fredcookcomedian.com. Uh, his dates will be out in the new year when life gets back to normal. Thank you so much. Everybody will be wishing you the best. We'll see if there's going to be a second one on the way. We won't, we won't delve any further into your life. <laughs> and uh, it was great to catch up, man. Uh, it's great chatting to you. All right. Talk to you soon, Congrats man. Thanks. And Hannah. I'll talk soon. See you uh, thanks, bro. Bye. Thanks. So thanks to Fred. Fun app. You know, I, I, he came on at short notice. Listen, we have an amazing episode next week. Tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow at 5 p.m., I'm interviewing someone who took part in the clinical trial for using the active ingredient for magic mushrooms to help with his alcohol addiction. And uh, we're going to delve into the whole world of psychedelics for mental health treatment. So that's coming up next week. Always a hot topic. Um, so I just organized that today. So I'm very excited about that. That came from a call out that I put onto Instagram of which was probably the most active call out I've ever put out. Well, sorry, the almost biggest response I ever had to like an active call out about a guest for the pod or answer to a question or, you know, just like anything, you know, when you put out something like, does anyone have any advice on this? This was huge. Um, it was overwhelming actually. So, uh, Luckily, uh, somebody had reached out about this, but then they kind of followed up with me, and uh, that's how this came about. So, well, that'll be next week, so I look forward to that. And uh, I'm actually going away next week, but despite what I just said on the podcast about being unorganized, I did get organized enough to have uh, this episode will be recorded and edited before I leave. Myself and Hannah are vaccinated, and we're going to Puerto Rico in the Caribbean for a little Monday to Friday break. Uh, so you won't hear too much from me. Going to take a little social media break too. And just uh, just relax. Speaking of mental health, you know, just take a break from it all for a bit. Which I think is good to do. So um, anyway, guys, thank you for always uh, leaving reviews and five stars. Keep doing it if you haven't done it. Tell everybody to subscribe to the podcast, everybody you know. Um, don't forget about the the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Des Bishop. Uh, I am actually going to do an episode of the Patreon from Puerto Rico. It's the only bit of work that I'm going to do on the Tuesday, I think. Live from San Juan. So if that's your, that's your cup of tea, subscribe. It's only a fiver a month. Uh, we do, most of the time we do three youtube lives a week um and we have a nice uh, committed group of people that drive the conversation along in the comments we had a great chat this morning um which it's normally monday wednesday friday but i couldn't do yesterday so I, I, I did today which is thursday um i should have this up tonight might have it up first thing tomorrow morning so anyway what, what do you guys need to worry about what time it is as i watch phil mickelson walk up the fairway to pga Padraig Harrington rolling back the years at minus one as we speak. Um, anyway, guys, I'm, I'm waffling. Do give uh, Fred some feedback. Let him know you had a good time, that you had a good time, and uh, I'll see you guys next week, or I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.